Hi guys, you are tuned in to the fifth and final season of the Swing Flamingo podcast. We talk about swinging, non-monogamy, and all other adult topics. So if you're under 18, leave now. Even though we came into this podcast with over a decade experience, we have still changed and evolved since we have started recording. So follow along with us this final season to see what's coming next for us. All right, everyone, the Swing Flamingos are finally back. This is episode 48. It's been a while. I feel like we're rusty all of a sudden. We missed commercialized baby Jesus's birthday season. I know it's crazy. We had a lot going on and we just could not get recorded, but that's how we roll. That's why we don't do this for a paycheck. So this may be a three hour episode. So hold on to your chairs. <laughs> With that, let's go ahead and dive in. What have we been up to? So as you might have noticed in our new opening sequence, this will be our fifth and final season of the podcast. It's crazy to think that we've done it this long. I remember a lot of people said we wouldn't even get past 10. Well, I think we looked up originally that most podcasts don't make it past three to five episodes. So we've more than exceeded that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know. It just blows my mind to think that we've done so many. Well, with that said, part of the reason we are coming to an end on this is my problem with a lot of podcasts is I feel that they really overextend their welcome. They stay a lot around a lot longer than they should. And in my opinion, relevance is based on who listens to it. But I think a lot of the podcasts really go downhill after the first few years because they don't have anything really original to talk about. No, I agree. I mean, when you're having to make a lifestyle podcast about other things that's not lifestyle, then why why continue? Well, I'm not here to shit on anyone that's done this long term and has hundreds of episodes, but... To us, we want to be able to put out a product we're proud of or at least something that we consider that we would enjoy as listeners. So when we get to the point where we're really stretching for stories and we don't go into all of our sexual exploits, so we don't have that to play off of, at a certain point, it just becomes repeats of what everybody else is doing. No, I agree. I'm not saying that we wouldn't ever start it back up, but at this point, we're just going to pause for a while, I guess you could say. You're leaving it open for a reboot, if I'm reading correctly. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see what happens on that. Now, another thing that's come up is I've been with the same job for eight years. We moved to this area and been doing the podcast for about half of it. I'm looking at a possible job or maybe even career change in the near future. You're kind of waiting to see what happens with your job search to figure out where I'm going to be. So we have a bunch going on in pretty much this first quarter that we're trying to figure out where and who we are going to be. Yeah, we have a lot of just life changes. Well, let's just talk even about lifestyle. We came into this as a playing as a couple, and now we're adventuring off to not necessarily playing as a couple. So do we want to have a podcast that is called Swinging? When you swing, you bring someone to it, but yet you're playing solely but with just one partner. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't be a swinger playing by yourself. <laughs> You could start a big debate with that. That's highly debated online recently. Well, good. That's what I'm here to do is to make people think about what we say. If we're going to go out this year, we're going to go out with a big bang. That's usually what I do. I usually light the match and call everyone out and tell them to F off, right? There's no bridges to cross because you burn those motherfuckers down. <laughs> I do. They all think it's you. It's me. Well, you brought up a good point that over the course of this podcast, we've had a pretty big evolution. 
you and I were actually kind of mentioning prior to this episode, us going back and listening to episode one, two, three, four, and see how we're different over the last four years now. Well, I know personally that some of my views on some stuff has changed, just even to the fact of, well, I'm going to say this one. I would play with a bi man where in the beginning, when we first had that podcast and we talked about it, I was kind of like, no, I don't know that I would. But looking at it now, I'm like, well, yeah, I would. Why would I even not have that thought? Let's be honest. Some of the people we played with, the guy's probably done other guy stuff. Oh, yeah. It's interesting that you bring up that change as a notable thing that you've switched your ideas on. Like many of our listeners know, I come from a very strict religious background. And so my views on things were in a box where now I'm like, I identify as chemisexual, so therefore I don't identify these black and white things in the lifestyle because there's so many gray areas and you just pinpoint yourself into a rabbit hole that you can't get out of and you have to start explaining stuff that just is ridiculous. So I'm more open, I think, than when we first started this. Would you say you're less judgmental now than you were before? Yeah, and I didn't think I was judgmental, but when you came down to it, we all are, I guess you could say. Dan, we're just starting this episode rough with uh, controversy, aren't we? Well, we're being honest. I mean, have you changed on any of your personal thoughts? Oh, yeah. Again, I'm curious to listen to episode one through five and see what our rules and our play styles were versus where they are now. I'm going to say they're not necessarily a 180, but they've taken a hard right turn on some of them. Yep, I agree. Well, it's a new year and we've never really done the bucket list thing. I know we crossed a couple things off this past year with Orgy and some solo plays, but do you see anything on the horizon that we might want to try different, such as MFM, BDSM, anything like that? What are your thoughts? I know we're a lot more open than when we started this. Well, I do feel over the last year we've got into such different play styles that I know one thing you're talking about doing is a couple BDSM session. I'm going to throw this out there. You hot husband. Would you hot husband with another male like MFM without me there? Yeah. See, I'm making you think about this. Yeah. That would have to be a question for you. Um, I play at Naughty New Orleans last year. I played with a female part of the couple while the boyfriend was there, but he wasn't involved. He was just kind of voyeur. So I don't know. That would have to be a question. I definitely have to start it with you. No, I think that this year we have a bunch of different sexual opportunities available. Well, here's one. Would you be comfortable with me going and playing with a guy like you because you go out and play separately? So would you be OK with me going out and playing separately? We've touched on this topic before and it's situational. My deal is like, say, I want to meet you and another guy. No, I'm not interested in a guy. I'm not interested in the MMF, but me and another guy taking you would be fun. So I'd have to see what your reasoning would be for playing with a guy solo, if that makes sense. But again, we've got some friends that like say I'm out of town and you say, hey, I want to go out with Hot Rod or Honky Tonk. I would have no problem with that. That would be totally fine. But probably just a random guy. I'm not ready for that yet. We would have to have a pretty big discussion. That's that's interesting. And I'm not saying that I'm wanting to. I'm just saying it's interesting because of your play dynamic where you do go out and play with people. It is a different concept and thought. I feel like we're being honest about where we're at on stuff and what we're thinking. So I'm going to say we're having real talks that some couples haven't learned to have yet. Well, and definitely when your dynamics change and you grow, you can't assume stuff. So you, you need to have these talks on this stuff. There are some real talks to be involved with that, and I have to say that's part of why we do this and encourage others to talk as well, as it it brings up things that need to be worked through. Our views and thoughts have definitely changed over the last five years, 
And so it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. But I mean, I do feel like the podcast has helped us grow and definitely become more open minded on a lot of things in the lifestyle. So this is one thing we really haven't talked about yet, but it's always in the back of our minds. What are we doing event-wise this year? We always have our go-tos and try to throw in new stuff, but what are you thinking as far as travel this year? Well, I know that um, we've talked about doing, we have a new little kind of tight-knit group that we're running with, and I know we want to go on a weekend getaway with all them. Another thing I know we're we will hit will be Naughty in New Orleans. We always hit that. And then the last thing for sure is pod bash. Beyond that, I don't know that we have anything set in stone. Well, in addition to the ones you mentioned, I'd like to consider the Oklahoma City pool party again. I know we've kind of got a little soured with it the last couple of years, but I've had enough people reach out being like, it's not the same without you. Y'all need to come back. And we don't go there as podcast. That's our crowd. I think we've gone like, what, 16 years. So it was definitely weird not going. Well, the other thing that I'd like to get back into is just the nude resorts. We have access to three or four of them here in the Dallas area that are less than two hours away. I would like to just get back to Saturdays and Sundays going to the nude resort and hanging poolside and meeting people. All right. And so you're going to laugh at this. Talk about dynamics changing. Everyone knows I'm down for nudes and being nude, but I, the last, what, couple months have been really insecure with my body. Like, I guess I told you, I'm going to have to dive in and we're just going to have to force myself to do it. You look better plumper, so don't worry about it. But I'm not on the plump side at the moment, but I'm not on the skinny side. I'm in the weird, weird spot. Before you get in your head, let's just look at a couple other things we'd like to do. We've been having some really good dates over the past year that we scheduled. Another thing we've really got into is house parties. One dynamic that we did kind of take out last year was clubs. We went to the club one time and it was just because we had to. I don't know. Did you miss them? Yes and no. I still have the urge to go out and see a group of people and be around the noise and the sound because, again, that was kind of our lifestyle when we first met each other. So I kind of miss that to some extent. But as far as the efficiency of it on hooking up with people, that's a big zero to us. I think I do miss certain parts of the club. I think we need to adventure to different clubs, I think. So on that note, one thing that we definitely won't be missing, again, is Pod Bash. And I'll be honest, Naughty New Orleans is usually our big go-to event just because of the sheer monstrosity of it. But Pod Bash has quickly become my favorite event that we do every year. Well, we're very close with everyone and we play there. Naughty New Orleans, we don't always necessarily play at because there's so much going on and so many people. But Pod Bash, we do play. It's going to be a big year with everything that's planned and going on. It's back at Secrets. And you kind of brought up something funny. I'm going to have to say, if you're interested in us, act fast because our play slots are already filling up. (laughs) Maybe I'll have some play slots. Unless you're waiting on it to come through the snail mail, you better get involved in the Telegram group and a couple of those. I always get in there and then for some reason I get out. But I think it's because I get tired of the dings, the constant messages. (laughs) You know me. Just pretend like it's Timu sending you a new (laughs) offer on some shoes and just chime in. I know I need someone on there to every once in a while send me, you get 20% off. I'd be on there all the time. Click, click, click. You'll get 50% or 100% off on someone's <laughs> clothes if you ask just right. Now, let me ask, is anybody else's wives as addicted to Timu as Yes, mine everyone's. Is? Everyone's. Oh it used to be Sheen and now it's Timu. You brought me some cool stuff, so I can't complain. <laughs> I know the Amazon drivers pretty well. Yes, he smiles at me and waves. He knocks on the door. He knows me. Our animals have literally learned to speak. They're like, look at these goddamn Chewy commercials. Why can't you order me food? <laughs> but yet we got 10 pairs of shoes showing up today. I've only ordered two pairs of shoe off there. You're going to go to hell for line. <laughs> I might have a couple more in the mail coming. 
So one thing that we really enjoy about the Podbash event is just the family and the friendships that we've developed from it. Even since we attended it three months ago, we've been to see Brian and Brenna in Austin for a Hot Wife event at Colette, which was pretty awesome. We had R&B from Florida join us. We took them to the Lodge and then to Oaklawn. Oh, and don't forget T&B came in. We went to Deep Elm and hung out with them before they had a party to go to. Now, what's crazy is after we had been to a certain bar with them during the day, that night two girls got, I'm going to say, drugged by a waitress. Apparently, they were ordering lemon drop shots and went to the hospital throwing up blood. And apparently, the waitress was putting Dawn or cleaning detergent or something in their drinks. Well, apparently, they had been on Mean Girls. They should have been nicer to the waitress. People are going to quit asking us to pick bars (laughs) when they come to town for us. We did not pick that bar. Well, our friend Unicorn Amy from Podbash came into town for a football game and hung out with us for a better part of an evening. We took her to the lodge, of course, and we ate dinner with a group of another lifestyle friends. I forgot about that part. Holy crap. Yeah, Yeah. we can't go there without seeing somebody we know. No. And what's crazy is that that group had been to Podbash also, but they hadn't met because they had gone the first year and then she started going the second year. And so... It was like a reunion. It was exciting. And I believe they've all made plans to come this year. So I'm just going to get into the story. I adore Miss Unicorn Amy to death. Now, one of the reasons I adore her so much is she's a lot like me. When we are out occasionally, I'll turn to you. I'm like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And I'll tell you and you'll be like, no, it's absolutely not what I'm thinking. Because I have squirrel moments. I think random shit. Okay. Me and Miss Amy were watching one of the dancers. And at one point she goes, this is perverted to say, but she's like, I just want to lick her booty hole. And I'm like, oh my God, I found a female that is an exact same version of me. (laughs) It would be someone that I could ask, are you thinking the same thing? And she'd say, yeah. Yeah, don't ask me because I'm not thinking that. (laughs) <laughs> not ever on your mind, not on your radar even? Nope. Nope. Well, I've got me a perverted partner in crime now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which she showed that later in the night when we went out dancing. We did end up at a bar called, was it Sue Ellen's? And we actually had gone there on a lifestyle meet and greet, and I was disappointed in the bar. So you guys kind of dragged me in that bar kicking and screaming. But then I had such a blast that we were, she was dragging us out and was like, let's leave. <laughs> We had so so much fun dancing and hanging out. and You two girls were tearing it up. And the thing about it is it's a lesbian bar. I looked a little out of place. Other than I had two hot girls with me, two hot blondes. Yeah, you did get in trouble for going into the girls' bathroom. <laughs> oh, my God. I almost forgot about that. So we've been there for events before, and I've gone into the restroom and had no problems. Now, this time as I was coming out of the restroom, this woman stops me. Now, of all the people to stop me, it was the Mack truck driving, Marlboro smoking, bull dyke and she's like sir this is the ladies room the men's room's downstairs and i'm like oh well uh okay she said it's not a unisex i'm like okay Uh, i'm sorry sir but uh i I guarantee i wasn't wanting to look at anything you had but come to find out there is a separate men's room it's a little broom closet but there is a separate one i think it was closed how dare she try to identify my gender pronouns at the moment i identified as had to and piss So that was literally all that I was worried about. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, we're going to hell this season. Yep. All right, so let's get to the question. As everyone knows, our dynamic has changed. And so let's just take a brief moment and talk about the hot husbanding. How's it been going? Last episode, which was around my birthday, you told me that I had the opportunity to do it. So I took the ball, picked it up, and ran with it. Yes, you have. 
Well, you put it out there for anybody that was interested to reach out via social media. And I think after a bit, you just got tired of me showing you the offers I had. Now, you did go out with several people. Well, I laugh. In addition to just plain offers, I had quite a few offers to do content creating. And I'm like, no, sorry, I'm not doing that either. No filming it. Now, in another year, you might be. Let's be honest. By the time this year's over, that may be a dynamic. Who knows? But right now, I'm like, no, nope. It's interesting that they wanted you, you to do content stuff, but yet they didn't want me in there. What the hell? I can't say that's the case. We'll have a talk about people asking for content creators a little later with some stories. <laughs> we have been asked that before. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe I'll put on like a flamingo mask or something. And there's the reason why people don't ask you to be involved. <laughs> Jesus Christ, lady. I could put a mask on like a, like we got scarecrow mask. Like I could come up with something. You are coming up with shit. <laughs> All right. Let's get back on track. This is why he doesn't ask me what I'm thinking. <laughs> when you're talking about squirrel moments, there was one running around. Ooh, so let's talk about you getting called out and then you going on a date with someone. Yeah. If you've listened to our Naughty and Nolans episode, I talked about a play partner that I'd met that we played in the playroom and she was very vocal. I also brought up the fact that I was struggling with some limpness, for lack of better terms, because I was just purely exhausted. Well, anyway, she heard the episode and reached out and was worried that I was insulting her about her Yeah, no she noisiness. was worried about being noisy, which I get because I'm not noisy. So I would be if someone said that I was super quiet or mousy or sounded like a horse, I mean, I would understand. Or demon voice. Yeah. Those are all things that I have been told. So <laughs> if I had heard that stuff, I would be questioning it also. So I assured her the noise wasn't a bad thing. It was just, it really caught me off guard. And I did tell her I was afraid that she was really trying to overplay my performance. And she came back and said, no, those were pure sounds. And I was severely enjoying myself. And I was like, okay, that's good, because I was really in my head because I wasn't up to my game. So she became comfortable with what I was saying, and I was like, hey, there's no need to apologize or no need to worry. It's definitely pretty damn hot. I said, it's just not the commonplace amongst play partners. And I said, it kind of caught me off guard, especially under the circumstances. You brought up the fact that she was kind of calling me out, which I just happened to be going her direction two or three weeks later. So I set up another play date with her. <laughs> it was perfect timing, too. It was like she knew your schedule, I swear. <laughs> yeah, you were laughing. You're like, she's calling you out, bud. You need to do something about it. Now, I'd also wanted to give her a good time or show her a good performance after New Orleans. So I was really ready for round two. Yeah, and you had talked about playing with her outside of all the distractions and everything going on in the playrooms. Like you wanted to do more of a one-on-one -on -one with her. Now, I know we keep saying this is an odd scenario because I think everything we do in regards to the hot husband dating is a little bit different than our norm of us meeting a couple, going to dinner, and then going to a hotel room. So each one of them feels kind of different. Well, one way this was different was that you had to drive down, go to a hotel. Then you were meeting a business partner there who happened to be at the same hotel. Luckily, I don't think he knew who your wife was, so you guys probably could have played it off if he would have turned around when he was at the bar drinking. Well, yeah, let me talk about some of the takeaways from it. I'm not going to talk about all of our playtime, kind of like I did last time. But one of the takeaways I had from it is she and I got to sit in the hotel lobby and chat with each other for about 35 minutes or 40 minutes, which before we basically just met, sent a couple messages and went to the playroom. So I have to say the first time we played was a DTF situation. This time it was a little bit more interesting getting to know her. I really have to question myself now, am I DTF or do I prefer to know somebody? It did make a difference 
spend a little bit of time with someone before we actually played. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. Keep going. <laughs> okay. The end on that. But as you mentioned, while she and I were having drinks in the hotel lobby bar, unbeknownst to me, my coworker from corporate was in the booth right next to us having drinks as well. I didn't find out about that until the next day at lunch when he told me what hotel he was staying at. And I'm like, really, where are you at? He's like, oh, I was sitting by that fountain over there by the elevator. And I'm like, we were sitting by the elevator, by the fountain, digging a little deeper. I'm like, oh, I happen to be around there. It's crazy I didn't see you. Now, I'm not sure if he did or didn't see me, but he wouldn't know who you were. So, Yeah, unless you're friends with him on Facebook. Hopefully not. <laughs> no, and we were being pretty vanilla. Other than she flashed me her pussy at one time. I was like, oh, God, you're ready to go. One thing I'd forgotten about her from New Orleans was how tall she was. When a tall Latina with red hair, a short skirt, and tall boots comes in, everybody in the place seemed to take notice. One thing I did allow for, since I knew she was going to be loud and wanted both of us to be loud, I made sure that I chose a room that is at the far end of the hallway, away from the rest of the patrons of this hotel. That way we could be as loud and crazy as we wanted. But you did get to go out to dinner with her after the next day, after playing again. So, I mean, it was a different scenario than what you typically do. Yeah, and each one of the plays was a little different. First night, again, I know she likes it rough, so it was just kind of a rough play session. Now, the second time, you got on in my case one time because I didn't play my game with a certain female. And I was talking about them just fucking like rabbits. And you said, well, why didn't you play your game? I said, well, because I was trying to appease to her. The second night, I was like, okay, we're going to kind of go to my pace. It was good both times. It was just, it was a very different feel both nights. Another thing is I was up for the occasion, which was kind of nice. That was a, a good feeling, unlike the Naughty New Orleans event. Now, that was something else I realized about the Naughty New Orleans event. And I told you, it was kind of like an out-of-body experience. I was just so tired. You know, we went down to the playroom and I'm like, I'm dead on my feet. I want to do it, but... It really felt like a dream for the most part. And when it was all said and done, for me, kind of a bad dream because I was disappointed how bad I did. Well, sometimes I feel like, especially in the lifestyle, people feel like they have to hook up or they force themselves. And then that's when they start having bad experiences. And it wasn't a bad experience for you, but it wasn't your top performance. And so that, to you, kind of eats at you because you weren't at your top. And luckily, even after the first performance, she allowed me a repeat or a makeup session. And it went really good. I think we both had a good time. And she's asked if, you know, if we could possibly do it again on a future trip. So something to think about. Yeah. All right. So let's get into my favorite story. What's your favorite story? You have asked me about randos here on the show several times. And you're always shocked by my answer. So let's talk about your rando. And before we start this, I would just want to set up what I'm going through. Because this is going to play into some of this. So he goes out on... The second date with the girl down there. And then I don't hear from you because I go to bed because I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning to go to work. The second date with the... The girl from Naughty in New yes. Orleans. And so, you know, you didn't have to check in with me or anything like that. I hear you're going out with her. And then I go to bed. I get up early to go to work. And then I hear from you at noon or so. And I'm having a shit for shit day at work. So just keep that in mind. And we'll get to this point. So go on with your story about the rando. So as she's covered, the talk has been had about me playing with randos. And even the past episodes, I was like, oh, th this will never happen. I'm just wanting to just curious what you will say if it comes up. I'm back down at Padre. Yeah, we've talked about this before. What would happen if the rando situation popped up? 
As luck would have it, I was back down at Padre that same week, a day later after having two dates with the same young lady in South Texas. I'm going to do cardio one morning, and I hear some kind of cackling from a balcony above me. Now I was at a beach-type resort down in Padre, and I'm looking around to see who these people are, and there was two ladies up on the balcony above me. So I stop and chat with them for just a second, you know, make a little bit of small talk, and go to do my cardio. As I come back from doing my AM cardio, one of them is still on the balcony. So I asked her how the drinks were that morning. I could see she was already imbibing on some cocktails that early. And she and I start chatting. I get tired of yelling up to the balcony. So I go up to the second floor and join her for just a bit. So we're having a pretty good little conversation. Just simple stuff. Where we're from. What we're doing in town. And she was there with a bunch of her aunts for a girls trip. So as we're talking, one of the aunts comes out. And she's like, oh, it's the cutie from below that was going to the gym earlier. I guess the aunt saw something on my shirt. It said probably such and such a gym or whatever. And she was like, oh, he's cute and he's got muscles too. So the young lady that I'm talking to, she basically stands up and starts showing me the muscles in her butt and legs. And I'm like, oh God, please don't get hard. Please don't get hard. Please don't get hard. I'm still trying to keep it PG and just be polite. But I kind of felt as a little flirty. After a bit, she had to go back in and I had to get back to my room to take a shower. So we're both kind of walking through the hallway and she says, can I give you my number? Now, I've had girls offer me their number on the road before, and I'm always just like, hey, thank you, but I'm married. I'm just chatting with you. We had talked about randos, so in the back of my head, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm like, okay, this will be a chance to test it. It is a very good-looking woman. She is apparently attractive enough to me to offer her number, so I'll go ahead and take it. So I, I take her number, and this was at, I'd say, 7.30, 8 in the morning. As you mentioned, you'd had a rough day. And you're shooting me these texts all throughout the day. I'm ready to murder my coworkers. I'm ready to burn this place down. You're having a bad day. And I'm like, oh, great. I was already a little self-conscious because I'm driving around with this girl's number and hadn't told you yet. But I'm also like, um, I need to tell her the sooner the better. But she is pissed at the world. So I don't know how this is going to go. This is probably most I've ever heard from you. I probably had 10 messages. I guess you're going to the restroom messaging me. Yes. And so... I'm kind of going back and forth on what's going on in my work and everything like that. And then I get a message from you that literally says, call me when you get a chance. We have to talk. <laughs> and you're like, about what? I'm like, oh, everything's okay. We just, we need to have a conversation. And I'm like, my fucking world at work is fucking on fire and I'm pissed. And then last I heard you went and played with this girl last night. Now all of a sudden it's, we need to talk about something. What the fuck's happening? It's not going to end well for me. <laughs> So I call you and you're like, is everything all right? I'm like, yeah, just calm down. We need to talk. I said, I met a rando. We've had this talk before. Here's the situation. I brought up to you that you said, well, how old is she? No, 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 no. You said, I met this girl with her aunts and it's their niece and blah, blah, blah. And I said, how old is this girl for you to be saying it's the niece? I'm saying she's, she's. 25 to 30. She has two degrees that I can guesstimate based on what she does for a living. So I'm guessing she's at least 30. I knew there was no way she was 21 with those amount of degrees in her job, but I'm like, uh, she's younger. She's young 30 at the, at the (laughs) minimum. So I told you and you're like, uh, okay. So we started going over the, again, the rules you would like to FaceTime with her. Well, and my, and the reason I wanted to FaceTime with her was only so she didn't think that you were out there cheating on me. That it was above the board, that she knew, that I knew, you're going to go, we're okay, this is just sex, blah, blah, blah. And I really think you were shocked that I was just like, okay, go ahead, I don't care. But I think you just caught me at a shitty time, I don't know. Maybe it worked in your favor that my whole job was like pissing me off. You're like, yeah, whatever, just go fuck whoever you want today, I just don't (laughs) care. 
Just bring me the gun. I'm going to start shooting people. <laughs> so that alleviated a little bit of tension that I was, again, had this number that I hadn't told you about yet. I told you as soon as I could, but your day was going to shit. I just didn't want to break it out in the middle of I'm ready to murder my boss. Well, and I will say this. It did piss me off that you waited for four, five, six, seven hours to tell me, but I know that I had a lot going on. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, wait the fuck? Why is he waiting to tell me about this? Well, after I let you know what was going on and we kind of discussed again what our boundaries and rules are, about four that afternoon, I shoot her text message and don't hear from her. So I'd made my sales calls, drove back to the hotel, and as I was going through the hotel, she was going through the hotel with another one of her aunts. And she said, hey, we're going out tonight if you'd like to get together for drinks and hang out with us. I'm like, yeah, that's fun. I'll hang with a group of crazy ladies. So my plan was to go out and eat dinner and then hopefully catch up with them for drinks. I get cleaned up. I'm milling around the island there, eating at a few different places and listening to some bands and not hearing back from her on text. So after about three hours of not hearing from her, I'm like, okay, she was playing games or changed her mind or whatever. I get back to the hotel, and as I'm going in and getting ready to go to bed, this is approximately uh, 10 o'clock, I get a text message from her. She's like, oh, God, where are you at? I'm like, um, leaving the restaurant, going back to the hotel. She said, I just woke up. Granted, she'd been drinking all day and managed to pass out. So here I was thinking I stood up, and she was literally just passed out. <laughs> it's funny. Got in your head. Thought you were being stood up. I remember being single far too well, so I remember shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I told her, I was like, hey, let's meet down to the bar for a second. And she was like, actually, I have a golf cart that I have to return down the street. Will you drive me down there? Met her down the lobby. We drove down to the golf cart place, kicked the golf cart out, drove back to the parking lot. As soon as we got to the parking lot, we're sitting there for a few minutes. And she was like, I just have to tell you, I have a boyfriend. And I said, okay, I have to lay something on you. I'm married. And she kind of gets this what the fuck look. And I'm like, but me and my wife have been talking we said the best way to explain this to you is that we are open. And I literally kind of held my phone around so she could read. I was like, we've been talking about you all day. So I said, my wife would have wanted to FaceTime you, but she wants to know if we do anything that if it comes to that, we have that opportunity, then this is kind of where we sit. Yeah, because I didn't want her thinking like she did think that you were just out there cheating because you're a traveling salesman. <laughs> that way she knew that it was OK and everything was good. So she goes, OK, I'm interested in what's going on here. Let's go sit in the hotel bar for a little bit. But I was explaining to her what we do, and she was kind of interested in it. Now, what I'm taking away from this, she mentioned she had a boyfriend. I'm taking it that they're, they weren't on good terms, because I think they were fighting when she and I were talking earlier, and she was doing her shots with her aunts. But she also brought up the fact that she had a lot of sexuality she wanted to unleash, and her boyfriend wasn't exactly on the same page, which I brought that up to you, and you're like, yeah, you know, being that age and sexually frustrated is not a good look in life. Well, she just kept saying that she was older, that she had all these hormones and everything. And I was like, that's actually normal for her age. And she's the perfect candidate for the lifestyle. She laughed about a text I sent her. I said, hey, it's the old guy from the balcony that you're talking to. Here I am thinking I'm 20 some years older than her. She mentioned that her boyfriend was younger. And I said, well, how old's your boyfriend? And she said, 43. And I'm like, Okay, I got to ask, how old are you? And she said, I'm 51 or 52 or whatever. And my mouth pretty much hit the floor. I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> so we talked for a little bit longer, and I explained how the lifestyle worked, as you mentioned, and some things that she should consider. She was thinking at her age that it wouldn't be for her. I'm like, girl, you'll be in demand. Trust me. Attractive woman, lot to offer, sex drive. You'll be high up the food chain there. I could kind of get the impression that she was getting tired. And I also wasn't wanting to pressure her that badly. I'm like, hey, if you're into this, it's a go for me. But 
If you have issues you're working through in your head because you're with someone, I'm not going to be the one to convince you otherwise. So at one point, we're like, I guess we better head back to the rooms. It was a pretty good walk back to the section of rooms we were in. And she kind of puts her arm within mine. I put my arm around her and just kind of going back and forth if we were going to do anything or not. There, there wasn't anything put in stone. I, I was really feeling that she was tapping out of it, which was fine, too. It was nice company. So we get in the elevator, and as we're going up, I asked if it was okay for a kiss. So I got a pretty nice little kiss there in the elevator. The door opens. We're still kissing. She was on the second floor, and that then, then put us on the third floor, which I was on. So she walks to my door. couldn't remember the room number. I told her, I was like, you're probably not sure on this. I was like, why don't you go to your room, decide if you want to do this, and then if you do, you can come back. But I couldn't remember my room number. So she walks outside my door, and she says, do you have a bottle of water? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't have any on me. I was like, go back to your room, get a drink, figure out what you're going to do. Um, come knock on my door if you want to do it. Now, I did have a bottle of water in there. I was just like, hey, I'm not going to lead her into the room because she's not 100% sold. Well, and you don't want her to regret something or anything like that. No, not at all. So I guess in a nutshell, did you hook up or did you not? So she gets back to her room and we're just sending a couple texts. I at one point was like, hey, I'm not going to stay up all night playing the text game. If she shows up, she shows up, but I'm not going to stay up till four in the morning waiting on her. And I went to bed. My last talk with you is, hey, this might happen, might not. I wake up at 6 a.m. I was going to get off the island early. So I send you a text. I'm like, hey, nothing happened. I spent the night alone. And I think you and I were literally on the phone and I got a text from the girl. She said, uh, I'm in the hotel lobby. We're leaving. It was nice meeting you. So I tell you, I'm going to run down and talk to her right quick. So she was loading up the Uber out front with her aunts. What's funny is when I came out, all the aunts were like, oh, it's the hottie from the balcony we kept hearing about. So I was like, <laughs> hey, ladies. I kind of gave her a hug and I said, hey, you know, things played out the way they should. And she said, yeah, I think so. She said, but I am kind of interested in what we were talking about, which you'd told me to tell her, you know, come on if she's interested. Come to Dallas. We'll show her around. Yeah. Now, I was getting ready to go to the gym before I met up with her. So I was wearing a pair of sweatpants and a kind of a longish, long sleeve t-shirt. So before she left, I put my arms around her and gave her a real kiss. Needless to say, I was sporting a bad case of morning wood from being put up high and dry the night before. When I kind of pulled her up against me, she kind of leaned into it and swapped against it. It was like, oh my God. And then she stopped and she said, you're an asshole. She said, I was trying not to look at it. I'm like, actually, I did catch you trying to look at it. So uh, I took a couple steps away and hugged her one more time. I said, he's really wanting to come meet you. And she's like, yeah, now I'm really thinking I need an introduction to him as well. So <laughs> I was trying to be polite in front of the ants, but I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to let it hang out. Looking back, I probably should have hit on one of the ants. Oh my they, they were wilding to go. Yeah. But it was an interesting situation. Again, hopefully she'll take us up on the offer to come to Dallas and let us show her around our world a little bit. Now, what's funny is in the last episode, we were talking about how this would play out with a rando. And you just said, well, if you just happen to be at Padre and run into some girl at the bar and this and that. And my words on the last episode were like, ah, I don't see anything like that ever happening. And that's what I said. I felt really odd about calling you. But I'm like, hey, I've got a super attractive woman. She seems like she's interested. She was interested enough to give me her number. This isn't that I'm just out here trying to smack my dick against everything. Yep. I knew something would happen. Like I said, I knew you would have a rando. <laughs> it, it, it was fate. It was just the luck of the draw. Like I said, mm -hmm. when she offered me her number, I'm like, God, I wasn't expecting this. And then I'm driving around for four hours going, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I have to tell you because I got the number. But I'm like, you're having a bad fucking day. So I'm, I'm not really wanting to make this call. But wasn't as bad as you thought. No. So, so you, did it play out like you thought? Were you surprised that I was okay with it? Yeah. 
it could have gone a lot worse. Well, when I say some, when I say it, I mean it. But by the same token, I don't want you to be thinking every time I drop, pull out of the driveway on a business trip that this call is going to happen. Well, if it does, that's a different conversation. Okay, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So since we kind of have a transition here, I do want to take a minute and say, in true fashion, your birthday has always failed. I always try to line something up and it always fails. So this year I tried to line up a date with someone from your list. And I actually talked to them on Halloween and you didn't even know about it. You you tried to do the legwork for it. I did because you said something about that. So I talked to the husband, then I talked to her. And then guess what? She was out of town. (laughs) I'm just going to pick a different birthday month. I think that's it. I think it's just the month. I think so too. Your birthday sucks every time. Since it bombed, as it always does, I will say that you did get to go on a date with her eventually. This is one we have talked about before that we've tried to play with. It just seems that the stars never align correctly. Matter of fact, we'd even been to their house recently to watch a football game and got in the hot tub. And for some reason, I had an upset stomach that day. And when we got in the hot tub, the heat and the jets were making me even sicker. Granted, and it was cold in granted, Texas. Yeah, granted, I was at full wood, but I just like, I, I don't feel good. I've never thrown up on a girl during play, but uh, that might have. <laughs> you might I, have I was, a new I was play. Upset. I was upset. So therefore, again, I was trying to play with them, just didn't work out. But you got to, you got to go and do your solo play with her, which they play as couples, but they also play uh, solo also. They date a lot separately. Yes. So it was kind of a fit. Yeah. So it was an easy transition. It was just weird because uh, it was one of those where... That question of, well, we want to play as a couple, but now you're asking to play with just her. How do you handle that? But they're so understanding that they they were fine with it. We were all four making out in the hot tub the week before and got out because it was cold. And he's like, hey, do y'all want to do something? I'm like, I'm literally standing here with my hands on my stomach. I'm kind of green. I'm just I'm not feeling good. <laughs> For whatever reason, I had a little stomach bug that was making me nauseous. I got to have a real brick and mortar date with her, which was pretty fantastic. This has been building up for some time. It was different because we knew each other, but we didn't. We've been around each other. We've talked. We've chatted a little bit online, but we've never just really, she and I got to sit face to face for any extended period. Yeah, her and I have hung out. So, and I have to say that because her and I are friends that you've even asked me, you know, like playing a second time. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I mean, I, I'm very comfortable with her and her husband's relationship. And so it doesn't bother me. For you to go play with her again multiple times, whatever. Well, if you're not used to this dynamic, it was kind of odd for me to ask you about date information for her. I was wanting to take her out somewhere. My deal is I was wanting to take her out somewhere nice and have a real date and then go to a hotel. So I was asking you, where should I take her? What should I do? What should I wear? And you're kind of walking me through what I should do. It was a little <laughs> bit weird. Now, if I was asking you what you wanted to do, I'd get no input. But if I was asking for help with somebody else, you had all sorts of ideas. No, it's because when you ask me what I want to do, you always don't want to do what I want to do. So therefore. <laughs> well, how about I just ask you that later and we'll do whatever you want to do. How's that? <laughs> okay. We're going to go to a squirrel farm later. Jesus. They're going to lock you up. <laughs> So I wasn't really nervous about this, but I was wanting to make it right. I ended up taking her downtown to a restaurant and a couple bars down there that we frequent. Luckily, she had never been to the area. I think she said they went there once and it was too busy. So I did give her the option when we got down there of, hey, is there somewhere you want to go or do you have dietary restrictions? Because we've taken people out before and they were vegetarian or something stupid like that. But since we'd ate steak at their house, I knew that wasn't an issue. 
So let me ask this, because uh, this kind of brought up one of the questions that we had that, I mean, we've talked about it, but then again, it's just a discussion, an ongoing discussion that we have is, so you took her out to eat, got drinks, whatever, then you went to the hotel. Do you stay at the hotel with her overnight or do you not? Because this is an ongoing discussion that we've talked about. She asked me that when she was asking what she should wear. I've asked you that, and you said, just tell her we're going out downtown to dinner. She asked if we're staying overnight anywhere, and I was like, uh, I'm not. I just said I wasn't really comfortable with that dynamic yet. I mean, that's another topic that you need to make sure that you discuss on these solo plays like this when you're changing your dynamics. It wouldn't have been too weird because, again, we, I'm comfortable with her because we've known her for some time, and it, it's not like she's a total stranger or total rando. So it wouldn't have been too far out of the loop. I just I didn't want that connection yet. I can't say I won't in the future. When I brought that up to you, you're like, oh yeah, go ahead and just use the hotel. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to go there. Well, see, and for me, what my thought process was, your hotel was, what, a good 40 minutes away. You're going to be out all night drinking, partying, then you're going to go play. Why not just stay at the hotel instead of coming back in the middle of the night? That's kind of where I was just like, yeah, just stay. It doesn't matter. I wasn't because I do know sometimes your play is a little bit longer. So if you got done playing at, let's say, 4 a.m., I'm not sitting around like he said he'd be back at 2 o'clock. Where is he? You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking, don't rush it. You guys are going to be up there. It's not that big of a deal. When I picked her up, she actually phoned her husband, who was on the way home. And again, I consider her husband a great friend. And he and I were kind of chatting. And I said, do I need to have her home at any certain time? And he's like, oh, no. He's like, you'll do what you want. I trust you which means a lot to me. Well, and that's the reason I said, like, we're so comfortable with them. It wasn't that big of a deal. Well, everything at the hotel was better than expected. She and I fit together really well. A lot of similarities in play. Now, one thing that you brought up that kind of need to elaborate on, could this be a possible uh, regular playmate for me? Do you have any thoughts or ideas on that based on our dynamic? Well, I just kind of was asking about that. Knowing her dynamic, um, she likes to have regulars. And so since we are good friends with them and they are local, I was just wondering if that would be something you were interested in, you know, with more of our discussions, being a regular for her. I could see that if it was allowed. She and I have kind of talked about that. Again, I've learned not to have that conversation with her till I have it with you first. That was the kind of same way with the hotel. I, you know, I had that conversation with you before I answered her. But I was still just like, hey, I'm my own man here. I'm not ready for the overnight stay with her yet. All right. I'm just having a thought here. I think that the only thing I could think about you being a regular with her is if I haven't played with the husband yet and then we all play as a couple, I don't know how comfortable, I, I don't know, I'm, this is true thoughts, is would I be comfortable with you guys, let's say you go out, I'm just going to say five times and you guys have played five times, so you're very comfortable and in rhythm together, but then when we play as a couple with them, will I feel weird? Because I'm the oddball out that hasn't played with anyone. You see what I'm saying? You played with me. Well, yes, but she's <laughs> played... so disappointed. Like, Fuck, yeah. <laughs> you yes. see what I'm saying? Like, that's just a thought that I've just had. I wouldn't think so, but that's your bit, not mine. Well, I know, but you need to be considerate of my bit. I am. No, I don't. I don't think that'll happen, but it was just a thought that I had. I think that we'll, we will play as a couple probably before you become in a regular routine with her. But I was just thinking like that was a thought that I just had. That's an interesting thought there. All right. So let's move on from my thought processes here because that's a rabbit hole that I'll be on all day. 
So I guess you had a list. So who's next on your list? Well, I don't know if you saw this, but from the pool party episode, we talked about Miss 38 Double J. Did you see that she and I were interacting? And she said she actually wouldn't stand me up for a date if I asked her, which I felt like a <laughs> pussy because I didn't get around to it fast enough. And I told her that. I said, hey, I'm usually a little more dominant. I said, you've been on my radar. My time frame for the next two months is jacked. There's no way I could even enter, even entertain it. I said, but I would like to spend time with you. So did you see that? Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about now. Obviously, I did not see that. Miss Dolly Parton from the pool party. Um, no, I didn't see that. So that'll be interesting to see how that lines out. We probably wouldn't be able to see her till this summer, though. She already making plans to come here? I'm not saying is she anything. Is she in the parking lot? What the fuck? <laughs> the way you look, Gabby, like, do I need to go brush my teeth? What the hell? <laughs> Brushing your teeth will be good, but it has nothing to do with this situation. I've already brushed my teeth today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess the, the, que- the question is... So are you going down your list pretty quickly? Like, what's your thoughts? I made a good dent in it, but again, I'm also not in a race. I want it to be special. I don't want it to be just a wham-bam every weekend. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. We've been spending a lot of time together, too, so I don't want to take away from our time. And that's something else I can bring up. She worked me on on a Friday night, which she said is usually mine and my husband's date night, but she's like, we just haven't been able to make a fit. This is the only time that we're going to be able to. So I kind of had to ask that of you. Is it okay me going out on a Friday Instead of us, when I just came in from the road. Yeah, that was a little bit different. Only some, only for the fact that I went out with one of my friends, one of the girlfriends. And we went and ate and watched a movie and stuff like that. So I actually enjoyed that because I don't normally get to hang out with her on the weekends. Did you get any from your girlfriend? I probably could have if I wanted. You think she has a thing for me. She might. So anyway, this isn't just strictly Lily the man whore show. We yes, do actually we do actually go on couples dates still, contrary to popular belief. We've been on a few. We've been on a lot, actually, in the last couple months. Yes, we have. Now, the other thing is my last two and a half weeks of the year were spent from home, so that gave us more time to see a lot of people. So let's talk about a recent uh, date we had with a group of friends. We went out to a piano bar in downtown. No, it's in Deep Elm, and I have to say, this is my favorite piano bar because it's not doiling. Doiling? Doiling. They're making doilies? You know my accent. I can't say okay. it. Say it for me. They actually like feed off of each other, so it's so much fun. But the highlight of the night was when I ran across this little hand, the finger hand. God damn it! I, I telling you, I was high fiving the bouncers. We'll say with the little hand, it fits on your finger. Did you yes, say that? Yes, okay. I said it was a finger hand. Okay. I was rubbing people's shoulders, heads. Boobs, nipples, and the bouncers were cracking up at me. You don't have anything to say about my little hand? <laughs> I'm just, no, I don't. <laughs> Other than you're on crack sometimes. Little hands are my favorite thing now. And it was. Everyone had a good time at the piano bar. It was so much fun. And it was kind of a vanilla setting. Yeah, we were all being very vanilla in that situation. Yeah. Other than the little hand. <laughs> the hand definitely wasn't. <laughs> I don't know why that's so damn funny when you're fucking drunk, but it was hilarious. <laughs> No, I mean, it was refreshing to have a, I would say, 10 of us that were in the lifestyle couples. And then everyone was just like having fun. You weren't like, oh, I can't, you know, I've got to hurry and make out with this person or we're all going to leave here and go hook up. You know, we were just having such a good time and just being off the wall. Well, the music was awesome. They were playing all sorts of everything. They were playing Eminem. They were playing Journey. 
you know, they had a five-piece band in addition to two pianos. And what was crazy is all these musicians, one would go from the piano to the bass, one would go from the bass to the drums, one would go back to the piano, one would stand up and sing. Just the level of talent between all these musicians was just awesome. Yeah, I definitely recommend the piano bar there in Deep Elm. And they had a little Middle Eastern guy that was playing the fiddle and played Devil Went Down to Georgia, as well as rapping Eminem and Mix-A-Lot. It was just, it was a crazy mix of music. I do want to talk about something that it's a mature lifestyle topic, I guess, being able to turn people down. We had gone out on a date with a couple and everything was vibing. And then the next time we saw them was actually at the piano bar and it just went sideways. Well, we had actually had a play date scheduled for the following weekend. We were just thinking this was going to be a little in between. The vibes were off, I guess you could say. Is that the best way to say it? It's one way to say it. We just had to reach out to them and be like, hey, we're going to take playing off the table for now. And everyone was mature enough. Everyone was okay. And then we've seen them multiple times since then and everything's good. So, I mean, that's a lesson learned right there. Just be upfront and be honest about where you guys are at, if you're feeling it or not feeling it. Well, let me add to the story. This is why we chose to take it off the table is there was, again, a group of 10 of us at the end of the night when it was time for them to leave before us. They were going by giving everybody hugs and kisses. She hops up on one of the guy's laps and starts making out with him, which that's fine because I have a feeling all of us in the group are going to be able to play at some point together. Yeah, definitely. Now, when she goes to leave, she literally walks by me. Not a word, not a look, not anything. They make about 15 steps. The husband says something to her. She comes back to me and says, oh, I guess I better tell you bye. And at that point, I'm like, you don't have to tell me anything at this point. My advice that I always offer people is know your worth. If you don't feel that it's a situation for you or you're not being respected or treated the way you like, take yourself out of it. Now, the thing is, is we can all still be mature and be friends. And we've seen them two or three times since. And there's no animosity. It's just, you know, from my aspect, that was a deal killer right there. And if she didn't mean to do it, then she should be more aware of her actions. But it took the play off the table for sure. So let's get into a little better situation. One of our friends hosted a Friendsgiving party around Thanksgiving that we all attended. Oh, it was fun. Had the little hands. They showed up. We were in the pool even. We had turkey hats on. I had a sexy outfit that I wore. I'm just, I'm given a a short version of everything. Did you post my picture? (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. So I came out in Birkenstocks, thigh high socks, granny panties, which everyone says they weren't granny panties, but they were because they were up underneath my boobs. Oh, old white bra and rocked that all night. Why did you do that? Because we were at the pan- piano bar talking about granny panties. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you just said, I, I just happen to have some. I need to wear them. No, I went to Walmart and bought them. Okay. <laughs> Because you shouldn't say stuff to me, and I'm going to get the random idea, and I'm going to have fun. So how many examples in this podcast are there of why people don't ask you to (laughs) take sexy pictures? I like to have fun. Yeah, you do. You're entertaining. I do not pretend to be something I'm not. Let me put it that way. I'm very real. (laughs) Real weird. (laughs) So the host on the Facebook page was answering people's questions about what they needed to bring, what they needed to wear. And, of course, the girls were like, what do I need to wear? What dress should I wear? And I just made the joke, what should I wear? And the host, she said, your sexiest pair of underwear. And I said, oh, that's pretty simple. I said, what color do you want even? And she said, leopard. And I'm like, oh, I just happen to have a freaking leopard. Since Kimmy wears a lot of leopard, therefore I happen to have a lot of leopard. I happen to have a little plush leopard jock strap. Later in the evening, I talked myself out of it. And you're like, oh, no, you wore that damn thing under your clothes, so you need to show her. 
So you took me in the kitchen and you're like, oh, kitty, Lee has something to show you here and peeled my shorts off of me. I have to say there was a little crowd at one point. Yep, I left you. I left you to all the females. Yeah, you made the joke. You looked over at one point and there were four girls all around me rubbing on me. I'm like, okay, this might be a little bit more attention than what I was needing. What are you making a face for? I'm just laughing. Well, after a while, I was like, oh, God, I'm that guy. I'm walking around with my ass hanging out. I felt a little self-conscious after a while. There for a bit, I rocked it, but then reality started setting in. I'm like, okay, I'm being that guy all of a sudden. I think that that was just your anxiety setting in. We'll talk about that more in just a second. Now, after that, you had a dance-off with a bunch of people going on, had the uh, 80s and 90s tunes going off and yeah, MC the... hammering it and uh, you, whatever you could pull up on Spotify. One of the girls thought I was drunk because of the way I was dancing and goofing off, and everyone was just like, no, that's her sober. You were still in the granny panties and the fucking turkey hat was the dumb part. <laughs> but when I was going to go change, everyone wanted me to leave it on because it was so fun. Well, while you were finishing your dance off, I made it to the couch and was making out with someone. One, I realized I was a little bit too drunk to be doing it. So as we're making out, I had something licking my face other than her and one of the their little sphinx cats made its way over and was licking on me and giving me kisses, which freaked me out. It, it was eating stuff out of your beard, I, yeah, I think. So, I I'm so. He's like, Look, some brisket in this dude's beard. Let me get it. <laughs> That's gross. And then... And then I get rid of the cat and get back in the mood and realize I'm really drunk. And then a little hand starts pecking my face. And I'm like, The little finger hand. The little finger hand was back. I'm like, God damn it, I can't win here. <laughs> so after... The dance off and the making out, everybody started making their way back to the pool kind of to end the night. Now, at that point, that's when my good old anxiety started kicking back in. And later, after we talked about it, you brought up the fact, was I not getting enough attention? Now, we have a friend that when we go out to a bar, he'll pick the most gorgeous woman in the bar, go to hit on her. When she shoots him down, he starts freaking out and is like, I got to get out of here. I told you that I'm sometimes fine being alone and under the radar. I think kind of what my trigger was this time is I got a little bit too much attention too fast and it just kind of set something off in me. You know, we talk about our, our daughter's illness and whatnot. And, you know, she's only got so many spoons a day to give away of energy. Sometimes I feel with my anxiety. And that's one thing I'm really trying to learn is physically learn what sets off my anxiety. You and I have had some talks recently. Now we've learned I can't talk about them the same day. I have to have a little bit of time to process them. But, you know, later I came back to you and said, I think I was kind of triggered and got in my head because I had too much attention. What was being told in my head was these people don't like me. I didn't belong there. It was already getting late, but we cut the evening short earlier than we should have. I know because they all got naked and went and got in the pool and I could have took off my granny panties. You could have taken off the turkey hat at any point, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you steal the turkey hat? Do we have one here? No, I left it there. Okay. It'll be back there next week. <laughs> Woo, it was a busy couple of weeks, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Like I said, the last two and a half weeks of the year, I was working from home. I pretty much limit my travel then because there's not much to do. So it gave us more time to hit parties and pre-parties and times with friends. So let's jump forward. We're going to skip Christmas. Christmas was great. Blah, blah, blah. All the family stuff. So let's get to New Year's. Let's talk about our pre-party because I had a lot of fun, apparently. Well, we attended a sexy New Year's Eve pre-party, which what New Year's fell on Sunday this year. This pre-party was on Friday. Yep, we went down to Fort Worth. And went to what used to be the Coyote Ugly. It's called your mama's house now, which is apparently a chain of a bar. And they're actually sold and they're demolishing that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, can you believe that? We finally went to that place and they're getting rid of it. Don't ever try to go back there. It'll be an empty hole in the ground. But there were about 400 plus people at this one. Everybody was dressed to impress. And it was a sexy red dress or sexy black dress event. For me, it was like a reunion of lifestyle dfw lifestyle because it was 
all these different people from all these different groups over the last several years, different people we had seen or ran into or hung out with. Like it was so much fun. Also, the people from our crew were all there. So we had 10 to 20 that we party with and travel with pretty regular that we were hanging with, as well as seeing old friends and meeting new ones. The music was killer that night. Whoever they brought in to DJ, it was just slamming. Do you know someone complained about the music? That blows my mind. You can never win being a DJ. No, not at all. But What would they want him to play? Some hauling oats. I don't know what else to give. I mean, he was mixing everything up, but it was fun. It was definitely fun. We were dancing up on the stage. We were dancing out at the bar. I was drinking quite a bit. You were drinking quite a bit? I did drink quite a bit, but I was actually just drinking Jameson. That night, I didn't get drunk or anything. I just was drinking a little more than I normally do. I can drink a lot of Jameson. Well, maybe it's just been the weather change, but as a theme, my anxiety has been pretty high. Going into this event, I was looking forward to it, but about three quarters of the way through the event, I just started getting my little odd in my head bit. One thing I've always had trouble with, mainly because that was my MO, was being away from the crowd. I'm at the point now where I feel like I have to be part of something or I'm looked at funny. Tonight, or this night rather, I was like, I'm going to go sit by myself, collect my thoughts, and I'm going to be fine with it. I'm not going to feel like I'm a freak. So even though I was having a little bit of anxiety, I went and sat by myself. Here after a bit, you came and sat to check in on me. And when you did, another couple that we've been trying to flirt with and pursue came and sat with us. You know, and I do want to say this, that I have to say that you weren't wrong with people commenting about you sitting by yourself. Everyone was like, oh, he's over there sitting down. He's over there making out with someone. Oh, he's over there. And I was like, he can go sit by himself. It's okay. I've struggled with that because people will be like, oh, what, you think you're too good to talk? You think you're a tough guy? I'm like, I'm trying to be myself, be in my space, collect my thoughts, and you're in my fucking ear. That was something that you've seen that turn real bad before when people start, you know, it's especially it's usually some little mouthy guy. I'm just like, you have RD, RD, resting dick face. Yes. Yeah. That, I'm in, I'm in the moment. I'm enjoying myself. You're fixing to make me not enjoy myself, and therefore you're not going to enjoy yourself because you're going to be in trouble. How many fights have you seen me get into because someone was in my ear pulling shit like that? Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to sit here and sip my drink, collect my thoughts as an introvert, and you're buzzing in my face. My goal that night was like, I'm going to sit here in my own space, in my own skin, and be comfortable. And that's kind of what I was focusing on and doing it. I can't say I was saved, but I had you and another couple come and sit with me. And then I got up because I figured you were fine sitting with her, and I went and... So you were, you left, and he left, and I was making pretty good conversation with this lady. We haven't had the opportunity at any of the parties to really be face-to-face. Now, another lady came up and started jibber-jabber, jibber-jabber, jibber-jabber for what seemed like an hour while I was trying to make some... I would say definitely a couple hours. <laughs> it wasn't that long, but it felt like it. You came back at one point. I'm like, you need to run interference. You need to take this lady here to dance or go murder her. I'm like, I just, I was making good progress with this one. And then sh- this chick comes up and just rattling nonsense. Finally, the one went away and I got uh, some FaceTime and some kisses from the other one finally, which was nice, but holy crap, it took a lot of work. <laughs> know the room. Know the room. Yeah. I definitely knew the room by the end of the night. Yeah. Now, the other thing I was talking about, I was like, yeah, I made out with so-and-so. And And you're like, oh, yeah, I made out with her husband. I'm like, what? (laughs) I was like, did you really? You're like, yeah, and I was kissing so-and-so. I'm like, holy crap, girl, you were making the rounds. I made out with probably five or six people that night. Fucking girl. You were on your A-game. Well, but we were also with our group where I could make out with everyone and it was fun and no one cared. That was a fun evening. Made some connections. Got to dance. Got to make out and hang out with people we enjoy. So, on to New Year's Day. Yes. Fun New Year's Eve. So let's talk about New Year's. We decided we had made a commitment 
<laughs> to some random salesperson that we know that we would go hang out with him. Ex- explain where we're at and why we were there. So one of our salesmen down at Oaklawn, which is the gay hood, was doing a fundraiser. He apparently is... Entered like the Mr. Texas Leather Contest or something. Yeah. And was doing a fundraiser at one of the bars that someone else had told us about that we'd never been to. So of course we're going to go. You're like, fuck, we'll go. We've been needing an excuse too. And when I tell you that they said that their drinks are strong and cheap, that's an understatement. Why do you say that? Well... Because Miss Thang was smashed. Um. So later in the night, I was stumbling off the walls and stumbling. I could barely walk in my heels. Well, you look banging hot. You had what? Heels, a corset, jib leather pants. No, I had a bodysuit on. I had on a spandex. Okay. With a corset, and then heels. The gays fucking love you for some reason. Cause I'm a blast. Yeah. And I brought the little rubber hand out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Let me touch you with my rubber hand. <laughs> Damn, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> if I could have found it, I would have. I'm glad you didn't. But no, we had fun. And it was very interesting because they really were just like, number one, questioning why we were there. They would ask questions, but they were very welcoming. They're like, you guys don't fit in. They're like, are you looking for a guy? And we're like, I know, we're straight. Yeah, we're like, we're here because of such and such. And everybody knew him, so that was coming in. But, you know, we'd be standing around and sipping a drink, and someone would be like, what are y'all doing here? Y'all don't look like you should be here. Do you know where you're at? Yeah. What's funny, during a lot of the conversations, it would come out that we were lifestyle. You know, they would ask why we're so comfortable in a situation like that. Like, it's similar to what we do. What's funny, at least four, maybe even five people asked if we were content creators. Yeah. They're like, oh, y'all are swingers. Are y'all content creators? And it's like, why is that paired together? I don't quite understand how the two are synonymous with each other. Well, number one, we don't look old enough to be actual old school swingers, I guess. I guess not. Let me get my gold chains and unbutton shirt and <laughs> scotch and cigar. Put your mustache on. Yep. A porn mustache. <laughs> no, it was interesting. It was a really fun place, and I, I'm ready to go back there. Well, we ran into a bunch of people that were big into either the leather scene or the BDSM scene and a bunch of those, and uh, some of them were even couples, uh, male-female couples. Yeah. So it wasn't all gay guys. Now, we ran into quite a few gay guys. I have to say, the bigger the groups of the guys, most were very uh, respectful. And they were like, y'all are so cool with just your your mentality. You know, there at the end, on the way out, you got stuck talking to a group of about 10 guys. And they were a little more aggressive. I think it kind of gets like I say when we go to these uh, sales meetings. You get a bunch of alpha guys together. They want to try to outdrink each other, see who can take home the bartender. Who You get those competitions. I was kind of seeing a little bit more of that when you got a, a group of guys. Yeah, that group was. That well, port group. They were all gay. A couple of them were married. A couple of them were, I, was, I was talking to had been married to women before. And I was asking one of them, I said, is it easier being married to a guy and one of them was like, oh, hell yeah. And the other's like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> they said, you got the same freaking drama problems between two guys as you do a guy and a girl. Now, what was funny is when we were telling some people about the lifestyle stuff and you were bringing up the fact, oh, he's DTF. You know, he'll meet a girl and go play with her within it. You know, they would look appalled. Now, when I was telling one of the guys this, I said, let, let me just ask a question. I was like, she's brought that up to some people. And they're like, oh, my God, you, you've played with this woman without even knowing her name. I said, you can't tell me that doesn't happen in your no, situation. Definitely. And this guy goes, they nicknamed me Dumpster. I'm like, why is that? He's like, I'll suck a dick behind a dumpster faster than anybody. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, we're like, stay clear, stay clear. Yeah, too, too much we need to know. <laughs> now, I could have shot you at one point because one of the guys was like, oh, you got a nice ass. Do you like your ass eight? And I wasn't going to say shit. And you're like, yeah, yeah, he sure does. You're fucking <laughs> eight, he does. I'm like, bitch, would you shut up? <laughs> Sometimes you can just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> 
I like to see you squirm sometimes. Well, I was. I was like, I was ready to go at that point. I'm like, where, where's the Uber? <laughs> but it was a fun crowd. And again, we started our evening a little bit too drunk. We still had an actual party to go to after that was over. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't think I was going to make it. We had to, though. Did you know that I FaceTimed the host and said, only water for me when I first get there? No. It was rough. So let's talk about Miss Kitty and Hot Rod's New Year's Eve party. Let's get into that. We were already pretty smashed, so I think some of it's kind of a blur to us, especially um, you. A lot of it was a blur to me. I'm not going to lie. I was very drunk, and I don't normally get that drunk, but I was that night. But not drunk like I need to throw up drunk. Like, I was buzzed. Were you not doing the shots that kept going around? I was doing shots. I ate a lot of food and a lot of shots. lot of you shots. Ate, you ate a lot of shots. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised that you were that drunk. I didn't catch that. Yeah, I was stumbling. Like, I'll admit, I was literally stumbling into walls. We've got some odd pictures of you, so I, <laughs> there's a little bit of photographic proof, but not quite enough. They have this, like... There you go. This little monkey... Decoration. <laughs> decoration. <laughs> I picked it up and was petting it with my little rubber fingers. Yeah, the rubber fingers made another appearance. I'm telling you, people, get those for your parties. They're fun. They're coming to Podbash. Yeah. We're getting rubber fingers for pod bash. I'm telling you, like, I have to say there's not too many parties that is a blur for me, but that definitely was. We were thinking going into it that it was going to be a pretty big orgy. It was uh, pretty much our crew, and the parties in the past had been pretty wild. So I think what happened was that I was so tipsy, they decided not to invite us to the orgy, or we left too early for the orgy. <laughs> You made us the inebriated couple that nobody wants to play with. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't have them too often, but I sure did that night. Good job, babe. I don't know if I'm proud or pissed. I'm not sure. Hey, but I looked sexy. Uh-huh. I went in with my sexy high heels, my sexy cheetah coat, and my sexy moo-moo. Oh, I had, I had a plastic lingerie on underneath, too. That's right. You had some see-through leopard lingerie. It's plastic. Yeah, I realize it. Yep. Who doesn't think a moo-moo is sexy? So I've gone through granny panties and a moo-moo. What am I going to wear next? Hopefully something attractive. <laughs> I'd still get laid. Well, apparently you didn't that <laughs> night, so good luck. <laughs> you think there was sex going on we just weren't invited to it? Yes, I do. I do. Well, I had to make my own little party. It was short-lived, but... Yeah, you played a little bit. Which I think we started this party going in saying, who would we not... Is there anybody we don't want to play with in case it becomes a big to-do? Yeah. No. It was easier to say who we wouldn't than who we would. This group, I wouldn't say there's a lot that we would say no to in this group. No. That's what I mentioned earlier is I have a feeling we're going to play with everybody at some point. Yep. You made out with some people. It was simple. I just got a quick blowy and went down on her for a minute in their office, the host's office, not on the host. But They're, <laughs> they're going to go back and look at the camera now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, surprise, motherfucker, if they haven't already. <laughs> we were pretty PG. Plus, we were wanting the opportunity to play for real rather than just in a closet. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I was really tipsy, and I don't remember a lot. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, no. Is it a blur? Yep. I can't say that too many times, but that night was a blur for me. I know everyone was dancing, they were doing shots. Everybody kissed at midnight, as usual. Now, I think we did went I, into did this- Did I kiss anyone at midnight? I don't even remember. Me. Oh. Nobody, nobody important. <laughs> I could shoot you sometimes. <laughs> when I say I was feeling good that night, I legit, I there's not too many times that I say I am that tipsy, and I was that night. 
I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the host will invite us back. They're probably not going to invite us back because I was so drunk. I'm not as fun drunk. I'm calmer. Yeah. Guess you can't form words. <laughs> or walk. <laughs> You're the drunk ratchet white girl at that point. Yeah, I am. Well, let's wrap this episode up. I know that we have some different ideas of some different episodes that we want to cover that we haven't been able to. So we look forward to that. And I know that we obviously have some big changes going on every which way. So if there's anything that you want to hear from us or you want us to cover, here's your opportunity. Let us know now. They want you to cover yourself in some sexy lingerie instead of a moo-moo. Just send me some. You need an OnlyFans. (laughs) All right. So as we mentioned, this is our final year, guys. So let's make it big. And everyone, let's go Flamingo. So if you'd like to join us and find out what events we're at, you can reach us through our social medias, which include Twitter or the X. Nope. Too much titties and ass on that one. Well, what about Instagram? Not enough titties and ass. Well, how about Facebook? All right. I guess that is more of our speed. Last and not least, what about OnlyFans? Yes, you probably have one. No, we don't have one. I'm just kidding. Yet. Yeah, you're probably going to get one. (laughs) What's your thoughts? You're going to get reamed on that comment saying something stupid like that.